Welcome to the Working Mama podcast, a show that provides real-world tips, tricks, and advice to all working mamas on how they can have a career, family, and hopefully one day break the glass ceiling. Hey, hey, how are you? Welcome back to another episode of the Working Mama podcast. A couple of weeks ago, I ran a masterclass and I thought, you know what, why not? I'm going to share it with the podcast listeners so you too can also access it. It's all around strategies to help you return to work. The program or the podcast does actually reference a return to work program. So if you're interested in that, it's definitely available on demand. So get in touch with me and I can run you through it. Um, but as always, there's the Working Mama Village that's always open and there will be a price rise in 2023. So if you're interested, definitely get on board. So without further ado, I hope you enjoy this episode, Strategies to Help You Return to Work with Confidence. Hello and welcome to this very special masterclass, Five Strategies to Help You Transition Back to Work After Maternity Leave with Confidence. My name's Karina O'Brien and it's great to meet you. Welcome and congratulations for making this time and crafting this time for you. I know you've had a lot going on in looking after Bub and learning, you know, all the various things that it is to become a mum. So welcome and congratulations for this making this time for you. So I know life is full of distractions. So during this masterclass, control what you can. And you know what? Try and let go of the rest. If you've got bub on you, try and do this when maybe they're having a sleep or they're down um, for the night. So this time can be focused on you, mama. So how can we navigate back the transition? Sorry, how can we transition back to work and life as a working mum? Well, that's what we're going to cover off during this session today. So have a pen and paper ready to go because I ask you lots of questions on how to on different reflections to help you make this transition. First of those is asking yourself about how you're feeling on about returning to work on a scale of one to 10. One being you're not feeling great and 10 being feeling like you're going to absolutely smash it out of the park. And you know what? It's entirely normal to have a range of emotions from feeling like you're going to own this, you're going to be amazing, and then also wondering of how you're going to do it all. You're going to have guilt and all those emotions are entirely normal. And I want you to know that and not think that you're alone in this. Every other single mom has been, sorry, every other, every single working mom has actually been going through exactly the same thing. So during this masterclass, what I'm going to show you is about how I can, how you can overcome feelings of how am I going to manage X, Y, Z? Can I still do X, Y, Z? What if blah, 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 to hope to help you confidently navigate the transition to life as a working mum, where you can have a successful career and yes, you can be a mum. You're going to love this masterclass. If you're due to return to work um, from maternity leave in the next couple of months, you're feeling overwhelmed at the thought of juggling motherhood and work and you're lacking in confidence and questioning yourself if you're actually going to be able to still do your role and even remember how to press send on an email. What we're going through is actually based on the return with confidence. 
program that I've developed. And you'll love that, then I encourage you to join us. And I'll tell you a little bit more about that later. So about me, lovely to meet you. As I said, my name is Karina O'Brien. I'm the mom of two boys. I have a fur baby. She's actually our firstborn. I've got a bachelor's in IT and IS. I've got a master's in management and I've got over 20 years of corporate experience working from very small startups all the way to extremely large corporates and also throwing a university sector in the middle. And yes, I've seen most different businesses and experienced a whole range of different managers along the way. Whilst I was about six months pregnant with my first son, I was literally one night wondering, how am I going to do this? How am I going to be a mum and also have a career? I knew that I wasn't the stay-at-home mum type and I wanted to work out how I can have both. Someone has told me you can't and I was like, right, I'm going to prove to you that I can. And that's where the pretty much the thought for Working Mama came from. And so over the last couple of years, I've developed a community. I've also launched a podcast. So Working Mama podcast, be sure to check it out, leaving a rating or review if you can. And I'm also the creator of the Working Mama Village, which is a membership, ongoing subscription membership with masterclasses, community resources, and also the five-step success path, um, the Working Mama Success Path, and also the four-week and the four-module Return with Confidence program. I love this quote and the obligation for working mothers is a very precise one, the feeling that one ought to work as if one did not have children whilst one's trade whilst raising one's children as if one did not have a job. It's so true. And I'm sure every mother has actually felt this. And certainly you're not alone as well. That that tassel, that pull um, is certainly certainly strong. And it's really about how to find that balance, find, um, actually I'm really, not a big fan of the word balance, but actually find that integration um, and actually making it work for you. We all have a different journey, but I'm just here providing you some frameworks and some tools and strategies that you hopefully can use to find your journey. Now, through this, how are you feeling? And I'm actually, as I said at the start, get a grant, um, pen and notebook and to write some of these things down that I, that I leave you with. So write down your thoughts, positive, constructive on what's causing you the most stress and overwhelm. Get it out of the head, get it out of your head, get it onto paper. You also might be feeling excited about returning to work. For example, like going to the toilet on your own or enjoying a hot cup of coffee because, you know, as we all know, that that can be a challenge at times. And, um, yeah, certainly get it down. So if you've got all these stresses, it might be, you know, worrying about childcare, how am I going to have still time for self-care, write it all down. So then through this workshop, um, what you then can do is like, okay, right, yes, that's a strategy for maybe providing boundaries. Yep, we can do that. So then you know what you can work through and take one part at a time, mark it off, and you will be able to nail this return. And that's what I want to help you through is actually crossing off that list. So you're feeling confident. Even your mindset is there. You're ready like, yes, I can do this. There are so many concerns that you can have. And look, I've experienced all this as well. I've returned to work twice and I had two very different experiences and we'll get into that shortly. But my concerns were even just like, you know, sleep times, transition into childcare. How am I going to go? How are we going to go with dinner times and things like that? How am I still going to find time for myself? The logistics, the juggle, daycare, choosing a daycare. That's all what comes around. As part of the preparation for this workshop, 
got people's feedback. And look, many of these concerns, you know, I'm sure people, you can relate to these. And yes, there was a few that I didn't even get to include just because this is already taking enough room up on the slide. So if you've got these concerns, as I said, you're not alone. So why should we prepare for the return to work? I've had two very different experiences on the return. My first return to work wasn't great. I literally had to fight for my job back. I had to, you know, really say, no, this is what I'm returning. These are my days. This is what I want to do. And really had to provide then that case, which is, wasn't a great experience. It left me doubting myself. I was very lucky. I had some friends with, you know, HR and also employment law background, but it was a challenge and it was a bit of an uphill battle. But the second time round, I had a much better process. I had a much more supportive manager and also I was much more confident in myself and I knew exactly what I wanted. And then that returning from maternity leave is certainly a transition. You know, the time that I started thinking about going back to work and starting those new negotiations, I went back in April the first time. I started all that in the new year in the January to start all those discussions and it was still a challenge. Um, and so it was one of those things that you're getting that as well, that, okay, those few months of, you know, planning, what's it going to be and that transition back into work. And certainly as well, the end of maternity leave, it's, it's that emotional pull, it's that transition, letting someone else look after your children. It's certainly there. So that's why I actually say maternity leave is a transition. And just as we prepare so much for going on maternity leave, just as you're coming back in, we also need a lot of support. And the feedback that I often hear from women is that they don't get much support at all. So then they're lacking in confidence. They're doubting themselves. That's why I've created the Return with Confidence program. So then we can actually support this through, you know, in the discussions with your employer, with your, you know, even with yourself and to get your mindset right. And so that's why it's this transition. So you can actually return with confidence because I think if you've got this, this transition right, your platform, you know, it's your spring for, springboard into being a working mum. Also, another reason why I think we need to look at, you know, why we have this transition, it's because it's something called matrescence. If you've heard of this term before, fantastic. If you haven't, that's okay. It's still a relatively new term. I only heard about it for the first time about 12 months ago anyway. It's what's called the developmental passage where a woman transitions through preconception, pregnancy and birth, surrogacy or adoption to the postnatal period and belong. And beyond the exact length of matrescence it's individual and certainly can reoccur with each child and it can even last a lifetime the scope of these changes is huge and when we hear about the term you know kids are going through adolescence this is exactly the same type of thing except in becoming a mum so when we talk about you know when you know little boys are going from boys to men and that so we've actually just gone from you know a girl into a mum and our identity literally changed overnight when we um, birthed our children but you've also then got that emotional pull you know our hormones are different we go through all these changes and that's what matrescence is so when you think about sometimes about referring back into I want to be working the way that I was you know even pre-kids you have actually gone through a journey. And so, yes, it's only natural if you're sitting back going, I don't know if I want to do the same role. I want to do something else different. My values and my outlook have changed. Entirely normal and it, that's okay. And you know why? It's because of this term, matrescence, and that's the journey we've gone through or actually going through. 
because the season of motherhood can last, you know, 18 plus years, but I guess we're always now really a mum, but really as well when our kids are most dependent on us. So when we think about how we want to be as a working mum, it's not just about until the kids go to school, because once the kids go to school, that's its own level of complexity. I'm not yeah, there, that there yet, um, but it's also I'm not looking forward to have, you know, school hours and the like. But it's also thinking about how do you want to think, feel and spend this time? So it's 18 years. What do you want to do? Um, you know, of course, the kids are young, but our kids are also going to need us at different phase, like, you know, across the phases, but also in different ways. And if you're not feeling confident, you're not alone. As I keep saying, you are not alone. Less than one in five women feel confident about returning back into work after maternity leave. And I'm sure the stats are even less at the moment just with so much going on in the world. So if you're not feeling confident, it's okay. It's completely normal and that's fine. And that's why I want to help you. That's why I'm so passionate about helping women return back into work with confidence because not a lot of support's given and I'm sure that's the reason why they're not feeling confident. So now we're going to go through our five strategies to help you um, in that transition. Number one, it's about being clear on your values, your purpose and your why. I personally believe this is like the foundation for everything. If you know what your values are and your purpose and your why, if you don't understand your why, it makes them so much easier. It helps with boundary settings. You can be confident in saying, no, I'm not doing this because this is what I'm clear on. And I love the golden circle concept by Simon Sinek. And, you know, it's not what you do, it's why. And here we are saying what we do is sometimes how we do it. But we rarely say why we do what we do, which is so true. We don't actually sit back and say why we are, you know, why we want to be a working mum. For me, for example, I love being a working mum because I want to be a role model to my two boys and actually show, you know, great diversity and also equality with um, across society. I want to do it for my own personal identity and um, also I just like just mental stimulation as well. I weirdly probably enjoy working more after I've had kids than beforehand because I actually want to do something for myself. I've got that outlet, that release. So when I'm in mum mode, yep, my kids are my 100% focus most of the time unless the boundaries are a bit blurred. But then otherwise I'm in work mode and it's there. So I've got my two parts of my lives. But you know what? I understand there and it was my why. Also, my husband and I have got a good team approach. So I actually want to then financially help contribute to our life because of our values about what we want. So, for example, holidays, where we want to live, another, uh, you know, even being able to afford takeaway and the like. So there's different elements of it, but it really also comes down to my why. And I'm very clear on it on that. And it has, by being clear, has certainly as well helped my mum guilt. A big part about this as well and about knowing your why is also about understanding and reflecting and reviewing what your values are. Determine what your priorities are. So, for example, um, my husband and I have got a priority that we actually have dinner together as a family with the two kids. So then we will make some sacrifices to, you know, be home earlier than what we would have definitely pre-kids. So we can actually then have dinner um, on the table at, you know, 5.30, 6 o'clock. Yes, it does require a little bit more planning, a little bit more juggle and sacrifices from us. But, you know, it's what we are focused on and what we want to really do with our kids. And, you know, generally it's one person's cooking, the other one's then doing childcare pickup. And then it's about how you want to live your life, you know, for example, holidays and family time and the like. And through these values and understanding your why, that's then helping you serve as a guiding principle to help you make the answers 
and also the decisions in your life and also help you to find what's most important for you. And so you then like, right, should I do this or should I do that? You then come back to what's most important for you and your family and your values. And then from that, I would like you to do again, another piece of paper, write down three to five of the most important things in your life at the moment. And this can also then help set your goal, um, set your values. And also here's some other questions. What values are essential to your life at the moment? What values represent your primary way of being? And what values are essential to supporting your inner self? Now, strategy number two is identifying your boundaries and non-negotiables to support your work and life integration. I think everyone's North Star is about trying to achieve harmony across the key areas and be the CEO of your life. And so, um, yeah. And so, yeah, so that's the North Star. Sorry, I just had to pause for a moment. And so that's why you want to work out what's most important for you and your family and then creating that part as well, making those boundaries non-negotiable. So it's coming back into what's your why, what are your, you know, what's most important to you. And then from there, understanding, you're right, what boundaries, you know, what is going to help you be the CEO. No one else is going to tell you what to do. It's your life. You've got one shot at it. So make it your best. And then what do you need to do? So if you've got family time, you've also then carving out time for yourself and also then carving out time for home. And you know what? We all have 168 hours each week. When you think that there's, you know, generally, hopefully, six to eight hours minimum a night um, sleeping, that's a bit of time that we're going to be at work. And then when you think about it, how do you want to then spend that rest of your time? So that's a really good way as well by then thinking, okay, I've only got this amount of time. What do I need to do to create the boundaries with the time that I want, the, you know, that little time that I have left? you know, get confident in actually saying no, you know, what, uh, you know, lines might be blurred. I've had the experience recently that work and, and family life, you know, got way too blurred. It wasn't good. So what I'm doing now is actually putting on again my out of office. So, you know, people are aware that I'm not going to answer that email or if I'm not available for a meeting, my calendar calendars are blocked out. I also uh, set block out my calendar. Um, between 5.30 and 7.30 to say, sorry, I'm not available for meetings and I will decline meetings and say I'm happy to reschedule them to a different um, part of the day, but I don't want to actually, you know, meetings during the middle of the witching hour. I've tried it. It doesn't work. It's not fair because that's my family time. And that's what I even call the meeting, re meeting request. So people go into my calendar, they'll see it's family time. So really understanding what your values and your why are can certainly go about and help improve your boundaries. And so from here, think about that you've got 12, 12 priorities. So you've got priorities, you've got four buckets, 12 balls. Where do you want to spend that time into the different aspects of your life? Strategy number three, remember what your strengths are and work on your confidence. This is a really big part. And then about particularly from a work situation, about having the confidence to do your role. And a lot of people actually feel this as well. Like, can I still do it? Am I still up to the, you know, the task and things like that? But I want to reassure you that, yes, you can. You may not go in and do it perfect the first day. It's what you did when you were finishing up before leave. 
but you still can do it. And it may just take a couple of weeks or even just a few days to transition back in. Because as I said earlier, let's face it, a few things changed when we had children. You, we know that we're a little bit different through matrescence. Our outlook and perspective has also changed. And it's time to get reacquainted with our strengths to help with our confidence. I actually often say to people about writing down your key strengths before you go on maternity leave. So as you're coming back in, you can be like, yes, that's right. I can do this. Even highlighting a few key projects that you've had, like, oh, that's right. Yes. Just reminding yourself, because I don't think enough times we remind ourselves how good we actually are. And strengths can certainly as well help build our confidence, increase our happiness, certainly help relationships, reducing stress. Because that's what I think part of that stress of going back is like, oh my goodness, am I going to do it? And you doubt yourself. And that's where your mindset can really go AWOL. So that's where here, if you're actually working on your strengths, you're getting that confidence and your mindset will also level up because you're like, oh yes, I'm feeling confident. I'm going to be happy with this and I can do it. And then then that will then uh, relate back to the rest of your family. I often say mums are the heartbeat of the family. And so that's where if you're feeling good, generally everyone else will be as well. And we've been doing using different skills as muscles um, as mums. So you've no doubt learnt, you know, maybe even um, a bit more negotiation and um, empathy and some of those soft skills that we know that we probably pick up just naturally as a mum. So think about as well the different skills that you're bringing. So people often go, oh, you know, working mums, what have they done for the last 12, you know, maybe 12 months? But you've done a lot and also reflect on what extra skills you've got and maybe even then how you can apply that from a work perspective. So I'd like to give you an activity and a bit of a challenge. Write this sentence with your right hand. I can achieve great things. Now with your left hand, use the sentence. I can write this the sentence. I can achieve great things. Did you notice a difference? Did you find that one hand was easier than the other? I know, not a shock, was it? But just like anything, you've got skills. You're usually with your preferred hand, for me, it's my left. You're actually, you know, you're writing on your left hand all the time. I'm ambidextrous, so I can write a little bit with my right, but I know my right hand is terrible compared to my left. So as well, it's about just understanding, you know, where your strengths are. If I spent more time using my right hand, yes, of course, it would get better but I'm also going to keep using my left. So it's things with as well with skills and um, with strengths. When you're returning back into work, think about a few tasks that you know you're going to do really well and do those to help build up your confidence. Then if you're then looking towards another task, start adding that in. But try and start, just say, say sometimes, you know, start with the easiest job to give you that confidence. It's exactly the same thing as well. So going back in, find the easy things to do first to give you that confidence and then start building up and you will definitely be able to grow and um, expand from it. Now, number strategy number four, which could probably be number one, uh, actually after the why, I think, um, it's about also rebalancing the mental load. I reckon this is one of the biggest challenges that working moms or even working parents actually face. And it's about that rebalance and why. It's because when you go on maternity leave, quite commonly what happens is that you take on extra tasks. It might be before the washing was split and now it's you doing it say the dishwasher, the washing up, blah, blah, blah. There's so many things because you're at home. So you're naturally doing more. And then when um, you go back to work, often you keep doing all these activities and you haven't offloaded them. And so that's why it's really important as you're transitioning back into the work, um, 
transitioning back into work, that you need to rebalance it. Because as mom, working mom, it's just full on. There's so many different things about dropping, you know, people might just see you dropping off at childcare and things like that. But what they don't know is that you've got so many different elements that are going through your head. You know, even now, like what's happening at Christmas, Christmas presents, activities, who we're seeing, blah, 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 blah. Um, and so that's what you've got going on. But what I then, uh, you know, and also the demands of day-to-day life can be draining, you know, only like even when you think about it was, um, you know, pre-kids, you're like, oh, geez, I'm busy. And then now you've got, you know, a child or two and you're thinking, oh, my goodness, how did I even have, what did I do? I had so much time back then. Um, and you look at single people or even couples without kids, like, geez, they've got a lot of time. Whereas then with kids, you're like, I've got no time. Um, and certainly as well, the mental load, um, also known as cognitive labor, um, refers to invisible or non-tangible tasks involved in running a household. Because you know what? You can have it all. I want to tell you, you can. I just, I just want to give you a little secret. You just don't need to do it all. Ask for help, communication, respect, and value. And so here it's about conducting a mental load audit. This is something that um, I've come up with and I will share it as part of the um you know, as a workbook um, after this, after you've watched this. So the first step is about doing a review, undergoing a review of all the tasks that you and your partner go through um, towards running your, your family operations. And yes, I would say through their operations like a business, you know, outline it all. And I, in the, I've got this in the workbook where you can literally go through like the kitchen, the family areas and and different parts of your lives, even down to finances and budgets and things like that. Reviewing who's doing it. And you do this individually because it may actually be different about who, you know, your view of your husband might be or your partner might be different to yours. Then what you want to do is come together and sit down with your partner, ideally when the kids aren't around and you're both in a good um, frame of mind, sit down with your partner and then discuss some of the tasks, where are the differences, where are the similarities, and also reflect on what do you want to stop or actually also sometimes like to say outsource? What do you want to keep doing between the two of you? Um, and also, what do you want to swap? There might be a task that you're doing. You're like, oh, man, I really hate doing it. But then you, your partner might really like it. There also might be some elements of going, look, the cleaning of the bathrooms and the cleaning of the house is taking time away from our family time on the weekends. It's putting me in a really bad mood. I completely hate it. I was there. Trust me. Um And so then you're like, right, okay, if you can afford it, get a cleaner. Uh, My cleaner comes once a fortnight and it's amazing because she came today and I now don't have to worry about the cleaning on the weekend or my husband does either. And so we can actually instead devote that time to family time. Before we had a cleaner and it was like the bathroom's getting dirty, you know that you have to do it, but then who's going to look after the kid and then you get resentful. It was just horrible. I hated it. So the best thing that actually happened, getting a cleaner, definitely 100 times better. Then also then reassessing this um, a couple of times a year or even just once a year just as the needs of your family change. And so that way this really helps, you know, reset the, the expectations, have a conversation. Something might not be working for you, might be working for your husband, um, but just to actually have a, you know, have a chat. Communication is so important with the mental load. And a few systems and processes that you can use to implement is certainly having weekly meal plans, work out who's contributing to those or even doing them, the, the shopping, having a shared email and calendar. This for me was a game changer even before we had kids. You know, if it's not the calendar, it doesn't happen. Also with the email, it's also then you're getting a central point of contact, even for like some of the bills, um, 
say the the kids related topics so you've all got it going to one central mailbox and you're not having to worry about someone forwarding it and what's that email again all in one location Uh, crafting out time for self-care having a laundry schedule early child hair education flexible work um, outsourcing drop-off pickups online shopping and flexible work arrangements now strategy number five is about focusing on quality over quantity so many people make you feel guilty that you need to be around your kids 24 7 and you're a bad mum if you're not i've heard this so many times but i love this quote from anna whitehouse aka mother puka she does a lot of flexible work advocacy in the uk parenting and working is one of the biggest conflicts i've ever experienced every bit of me wants to be with you but equally doesn't want to lose me in the process I just want you to know that it was for something. I don't want it all, but this is my something while you are my everything. I think this sums it up absolutely perfectly in terms of like, right, that quality, quantity and, and that emotional pull that we, that we certainly have as, as mums. And you know what? It's quality time with children. I like to use the, the reference. We all have heard the term, you know, fill your cup. Um, in relation to self-care but it's also about filling your cup with your kids you know they do actually want to spend time with you and you obviously want to spend time with them and so it's about filling their cup you don't need to be around them 24 7 and and usually when we are we'll probably get a little bit lax and, and things so even even the evenings or if you can in the morning I know it's a bit crazy you know, spend some time, put your phone away, put your phone down and just go go in and, you know, have like that 15, 20-minute real one-on-one time, play a game. They could leave the activity and then away you go, but you're spending that quality time together. So, yes, they might be a bit ratty or, you know, if they can't, if you don't have that time, that's okay. Find another opportunity uh, maybe during the day or on the days I know that I work part-time on the days that I don't work I then call them mummy and the boy days and so that's where you know I fill my cup of them and then when I go back to work I'm like yes okay I'm ready to be me again um, of you know mum of Karina I'm not mum life so because you know because being a mum is just part of my identity not all of it. So because also, you know, we've got, um, I've got family that help look after my, the grandparents alternate with, with weeks with, um, with child, uh, you know, of uh, caring arrangements. We've also got childcare. And you know what? It's so true that it does take a village to raise a family. And I love the influences that different people have on our kids' lives. Um, the childcare educators have absolutely been fantastic. They've taught them things that I have never would have been able to. Um, and certainly by having that mixed care arrangement, also the different people in, his, in their lives, and really is so true that it does take a village to raise a family. And now here are a few bonus tips to help you in the transition. Number one is about remembering to fill your cup. Self-care is so important. Number two, it's about you can work and have, and breastfeed. Um, you know, it's a legal requirement for organisations to provide a breastfeeding or even pumping room. I've pumped with both of my kids when they've um, when I first gone back to work. With my first, I think I pumped for about six months and it was, it actually worked well, gave me a little bit of a break during the day as, um, as well. Uh, but I just want to reassure you that yes, you can still breastfeed and work. Uh, and also then it's about negotiating flexible work and finding a win-win situation that works for everyone. Uh, you know, you defining, going, so going through the process and, and certainly as well, we do more of this in the return with confidence, working out what what work arrangements do you want, want speaking with your employer and ideally trying to find something that meets halfway. Now from this, what I want to get you to reflect on, what are you going to stop doing? What are you going to start doing? 
and what are you going to keep doing? So, you, you know, feel free to, to DM me. I'd love to hear from you on what you're going to stop, start, keep doing. Um, certainly in relation to the transition back to work could be about you're going to stop doing so much of the mental load. You're actually going to start taking maybe some time for self-care. And what are you going to keep doing is actually believing in yourself and having the confidence in you and your skills. So goal, as we said, um, you know, those goals at the start about what are your goals wanting to do? So it's that one step at a time, you know, from the little things, big things grow. So just a bit of a recap. Strategy number one was about being clear on your values, your purpose and your why. Strategy number two, identifying your boundaries to support your work-life integration. Number three was about remembering your strengths to work on your confidence. Number four, rebalancing the mental load. And number five, focus on quality rather than quantity. So what have we covered today was five strategies to help you return back to work or that transition back to work. Tangible and actionable takeaways, strategies and tips to help you transition back to work with confidence. And I've now got a question for you. Would you like some more? I think you are amazing and I believe that all you need is the right support, community and resources to help you thrive as a working mum. I don't think you've got time to spend on Google and just like going through the, the rabbit hole that there is to help you transition back to work or necessarily rely on your manager to help you through the transition. Usually they've got no idea and they're often very unsupportive. So that's what I really want to see you thrive and not just survive as a working mum. I have created the Return with Confidence program and it starts on Monday, the 7th of November. What are you going to get through this and why should you join? As I said, it's actually I'm focused on supporting and mentoring you through the transition. There are four on-demand modules. They're going to be available via an easy online platform and also a private podcast because I know how hard it can be to log into a platform and listen to it not very user-friendly at times. So that's why you'll have access to a private podcast. So you'll be able to just access this in um, just like on a normal, on the normal, on your um, favorite podcast app. And then you'll be able to listen to it, consume the content, and then actually go back and use the workbooks. There'll be weekly mentoring calls and also a private Facebook group to support you through it. You'll then be able to connect with like-minded women through a supportive community that are all going through the journey at the same time of transitioning back to work because I want to help you reduce the overwhelm, reduce the stress because I want to support you every step of the way. And this is going to be great for you, particularly if you're lacking resources from your employer to support you as a working parent, you're feeling unsupported by your employer as a working parent or overwhelmed at the prospect of going back to work and you're filled with self-doubt and potentially lacking confidence and wondering, how the heck am I going to do this? So just in summary, the word Return with Confidence is a four-module four, um, on-demand work um, course um, with a supporting workbook. Um, there'll be weekly mentoring calls, private podcast, um, supporting resources, and also lifetime access. So if this is your first child and you've got more on the way or would like more children, you'll be able to jump back in, redo the course, and then away you go. This is from Jennifer, one of the members of the Working Mama Village, who has also gone through the Return to Work program. She says that um, the Return to Work program prior to returning to work after parental leave, and she said it was invaluable for setting her up for return. The content covered every relevant topic from practical guidance on managing paid work and childcare to supporting the emotional side of the transition. 
The program made her feel much more confident about returning and also allowed her to think about many issues beforehand that would help hugely in her return from getting clarity on her values to managing the mental load and opening up discussions with her employer and partner. The short videos combined with accompanying resources and workbook made completing the course very manageable. The advice was already also very pragmatic and achievable, making it so useful. She couldn't recommend the course more highly to anyone navigating a return to work after parental leave. Love the review. Thanks so much, Jennifer. So return with confidence. There are four, three different options. The first one being bronze. The second with all the options I've just given. Second, um, silver, which includes an additional onboarding call and two one-hour um, one-hour that one-on-one mentoring sessions it shouldn't actually be bronze it should be gold instead everything you get in silver plus 12 months membership access to the working mama village and three one-hour mentoring mentoring sessions there is 15 percent off until the 23rd of october and use the code earlybird15 so if you've got any questions and answers, feel free to reach out to me across the socials or send me an email. And I'd always love to connect through Instagram at Working Mama Community, LinkedIn through Working Mama, or you can also connect with me directly, Karina O'Brien, or access the Working Mama podcast. And there's also a ton of great interviews and also great content on the podcast. So I really hope you've enjoyed this masterclass and uh, you know, hope to see you in the Return with Confidence program. If not, that's okay. I hope you've enjoyed this masterclass. So as always, have fun and I look forward to seeing you again soon. Thank you for listening to the Working Mama podcast. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast catch-up. Please also feel free to contact me on any of the Working Mama social channels. Remember, Mama is M-U-M-M-A or website www.workingmama.com.au. I would appreciate you to share this podcast with friends and colleagues, especially those that are parents managing the juggle. And I would really appreciate if you had to take the time out to leave a review of the podcast. Thank you and see you next time. Have a great week.